Stampede. Garner is at 150, recorded 731, 2022. If you think politics is a noble profession, you're probably misunderstanding the underbelly of corruption that exists for the men and women that respond to that calling. Politics, plainly stated, is a dirty business. You can be sure those who reach for power aren't being completely truthful when they say they're working for the public. They claim they're servants of the people. You have to have a specific mind construct to run for a government position. And it usually revolves around a big ego that keeps saying, me, me, me. And that's not the pronoun us, us, us. But a good politician also understands the word we as both a pronoun and the French word. We and yes. We and yes are words commonly used by politicians. To get reelected for 30 or 40 years, it usually relies upon machine politics, also described as patronage. 
It's a system of I'll scratch your back if you'll scratch mine, a behavior often exhibited by lower primates, scratching each other's backs. Patronage works something like this. You run for public office in a city, and you make promises to get elected. So you hand out government jobs for loyalty to people who have helped to get you elected. You know, like city contracts for workers collecting garbage or street and sanitation workers. It also means projects to build public buildings or stadiums. It goes to union workers and concrete truck companies, electrical contractors, plumbers, and carpenters. And let's not forget police and teacher unions. That's how you start a 30- or 40-year career as a politician. And as you become more powerful, elected as a state legislator, you pick up support with state workers and national unions like the AFL-CIO, Teamsters, or the Motor Vehicle Department with workers processing driver's licenses and registration of vehicles state police organizations, and it goes on and on because you keep getting elected, and that's power. And those politicians that have held office for 30 or 40 years also have the courts loaded with judges who have been appointed or voted upon by your endorsements. You've covered all the bases. And that's how you get reelected and immune from prosecution.
Don't let anybody try to convince you we have a democracy in this country. As a rough estimate since 1932 to 2004, with graphs showing the percentage of eligible voters who voted, it ranged about 40 to 45 percent. Of course, American blacks were not participating in voting until President Johnson signed the Landmark Voting Rights Act of 1965. So the 2020 voter turnout had increased considerably. But even so, a very large percentage of eligible voters don't vote for various reasons. It's even safe to say with machine politics, most elections in major cities are decided by people who have gained employment through patronage. They guarantee a candidate to be reelected. Machine politics can be inherited as well. The sons, daughters, and widows of machine politicians can be found holding political positions. They inherited their elected positions by the machine apparatus. I could name some prominent politicians, both from the past and in the present, but that wouldn't serve any purpose. It's widely accepted that elections for a specific party are guaranteed for re-election, making the claim we live in a democracy less than accurate. Of course, there's always the question of money and who has the resources to win in an election. This brings to mind a Secretary of State in Illinois who passed away in 1970, Paul Powell. $750,000 were found in shoeboxes, briefcases in his hotel suite. Powell had a salary of 30000 annually and was reported to have said, and I quote, there is only one thing worse than a defeated politician, and that's a broke one, end quote. Big-time politicians rely on money to get the message out to the public. You have to have an army of paid workers to place all those signs and billboards lining the roads of congressional districts on billboards, usually a smiling face with a flag draped in the background is seen every hundred feet. That may be an exaggeration, but it's true. During a political season, the American landscape is changed with political messaging through television and radio advertisements. Not to mention dropped political biographies on the doorsteps of every house.
Corporations play an important part in who gets elected in this country, and it's safe to say they determine how the American electorate vote. If you're elected to the House of Representatives or the U.S. Senate and you cast votes against what a powerful corporation or industry want passed into law, it doesn't matter what your constituents think. You may be out of office in the next election. Big business walks and talks in the halls of our capital. It might even be said the lobbyists who work for big businesses determine how laws are passed in this country. The little guy who has a small business is rarely elected to office because he's not inclined to pass laws in favor of a powerful corporation. It's also interesting to note the U.S. Congress has several representatives with long-serving military careers, and they habitually vote for military spending. Our military-industrial companies have reached into who should be elected to Congress and even the presidency. How you gain power in this country comes from who you know, and what special interest will help you get elected. Today, by and large, democracy doesn't come from the people, but from established, powerful industries and organizations that say how the country is to be run. If you aren't connected, your chances of ever getting elected are slim to none. And this also becomes true for powerful families who keep control and can be considered a privileged class. Their children are admitted into prestigious educational institutions on the basis of their last name and donations, and not their academic skills. Which also brings up how politicians and the parties they represent influence and control what is told to the public. Information and disinformation can be used to further the career of politicians by getting down and dirty, accusing opposition candidates of scandalous behavior.
the truth of what politicians do falls between preserving their own position of power and convincing organizations and special interest groups they're working for their concerns and not the public at large. So in order to do that, they have to gain control of how information is distributed to the public, helping them to support their careers. And you want to know how they do that? Well, politicians have managed to take control of what was at one time an honored profession, and that was called journalism. It's an occupation for gathering information and in the past was dominated by people who wrote for newspapers, usually people well-versed in the use of language, publishing news in the language of the communities they lived in. But those newspapers have by and large disappeared. News is now a big business distributed through television, radio, and the internet. And oftentimes, the people reporting the news on those medias don't write the news. They're handed a script to read. Supposedly, they read what they're given and are independent of government intervention. But the old ways of reporting the news unbiased and independent have been replaced with people who look and sound good, reading opinions and siding with either of the two major political parties. In short, the people who look good are propagandists and are paid a large amount of money to persuade the American people to vote one way or another. This no longer is about independent journalism. It's controlled and manipulated by politicians who have a need to stay in power and promote an ideology.
For some reason, I don't trust a journalist in front of a television news desk sporting a three or $400 haircut. It seems it's more important for a cable news organization to have an attractive-looking woman reading the news than what she's actually reporting. The real hard news takes second place to a woman well-dressed, trim, with lipstick and a manicure. A talking head has to look like millions of dollars. You just can't have a woman looking like she came out of an automotive assembly line installing doors for a pickup truck. No, the propagandist that reads the news has to look great with the right hair and makeup. After all, she's given a script to read, and if she's going to keep getting big money, she has to look like she deserves it. And that goes along with interviewing politicians who only face questions that can be answered in the least relevant way. A good politician knows beforehand what the questions will be, and they can't be anything other than what fits the narrative of the party line. A cable news organization doesn't care about the reporting of the news just so long as it goes along with what its objectives are. And those objectives are to persuade the public to believe in a certain point of view, regardless of the facts. Take, for example, the present administration's attempts to convince the country isn't in a recession. By all previous economic indicators, when an economy has two consecutive quarters of negative growth, it indicates a country is in recession. But cable news channels that have clearly endorsed this administration and have a vested interest in preserving their ratings must make it look like the country really isn't in a recession. And that's the role of a good propagandist. He or she have to make a pig with lipstick, not look like a pig or a recession isn't really a recession. They don't ever tell you what's really happening because it could ruin their credibility.
This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard the theme to the movie Clarkwork Orange, composed by Woody Carlos. Then from the movie Demolition Man, Guilty as Charged, an Elliot Goldenthal composition. And then from the movie Eyes Wide Shut, Musica Ricercata, number two, by Dominic Harlan, followed by Grey Cloud's Another Harlan Work. Next was a piece from the movie The Omen by Jerry Goldsmith. I was there. And finally, more Goldsmith. A sad message. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.